Broadcasting live from... This is Pop Culture Reference, your one-stop reference for all things pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Seamus Connolly. And I'm your other host, Garrett Strother, who's going to apologize right off the bat for the fact that I sound like I'm peaking all the time. We're back in person for the first time in over a year, and there's something going on with our audio equipment that we will have resolved by next episode, don't worry about that. But I am going to sound a little a little janky, so sorry. Yeah, this is a... Uh... This is a interesting new kind of special episode anyway, so I think we're, we might have just a few uh, surprise hiccups that we're not anticipating. One, because we're back in person again, like you said, after like a year and a half, and also because today is our very special Fast and the Furious franchise marathon, whatever we're going to call it, I, I'm not even sure. Seamus, I want you to run down all nine movies that we're watching in order we got fast and the furious we got too fast too furious we got tokyo drift we got three fast three furious we got fast and the furious four the 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 quattro we got we got fast and the furious moon mission we got moon raker there's there's Hobbs and Shaw, which is j- doesn't get a joke because it's ridiculous all on its own. I think there's I'm 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 running out of steam. I, I don't even I don't even know. Okay, so the real ones are the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, the Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, F- F- Furious Six. Right? <laughs> no way, dude. There's no way. Uh, Furious 7, Fate of the Furious, and Hobbs and Shaw, all leading up to the fact that, you know, obviously this week, F9 has hit theaters, which we are not covering on today's show, unfortunately, but I'm sure we're, you and I will be seeing that together, because we if we're going on this <laughs> journey, we have to see it through. Yeah, we're going to be, I think we're going to be fans after this. I think we're going to have, like, legitimate opinions about these movies, which I... I, I want to clarify our history with these movies, too. I've seen... I think I saw Tokyo Drift when I was, like, nine years old. Don't remember anything about it besides that he's, like, from Texas. And I saw Fast 7 in theaters. And everything else is just... It's going to be brand new to me. And I'm I'm legitimately excited to actually see... Because these, these movies have been the, been the butt of a thousand jokes even like between us and i know garrett i think you are also a novice with this franchise as well correct i have seen the first two and fast and furious which is the the fourth one because tokyo drift is the third one even though it takes place chronologically first i think in the series or maybe second i i read somewhere that you're supposed to watch the third one like before you watch the seventh one but i think that's insane i don't even know we're watching them in release order yeah keeping it simple so oh yeah no it takes place after fast and furious you're right yeah but in terms of formatting today we're doing things very differently we're pre-recording so there's no news so we'll be back in two weeks actually because we're taking the fourth of july off because of uh standard vacation plan stuff like that we just couldn't make a record work that week but we'll be back second week in july and we're gonna do a big old like loki recap news recap catch up on all the stuff that we missed but for today we're gonna do a cap of four minutes for each one of the movies so 
after we watch each movie, we're going to stop, we're going to sit down, we're going to record a segment about it, and no matter how far we get, in four minutes, we're done. That's the buzzer. That's it. We're on to the next film. So get ready to watch our sanity slowly deteriorate over the course of the day. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how many movies in we're going to get to before the four minutes is just, like, absolute nonsense, but I cannot imagine that we're, these movies are going to be too much different from each other. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be proven wrong, and this is going to be my favorite franchise after today, but I'm I'm just excited to get, get stuff going and to actually watch these for most of them the first time. All right, let, I think there's no more beating around the bush, Seamus. Let's start off with the one that started it all, The Fast and the Furious from 2001. Ooh, here we go. Ooh, here we go. The four-minute timer has now started on our very brief talk of the first Fast and the Furious. We just wrapped it up. Um, interesting, interesting intro. Definitely not what I thought I was coming in here for. Uh, felt like a movie from 2001, let me tell you. Jesus. I'd seen this movie in, like, middle school on the Netflix Wii disc, and... <laughs> oh, it is somehow worse than I remember it being. It is not good. Yeah. It's, it's definitely... I was expecting so much more car racing. Like, they hi- this is a car racing movie. There's, like, two actual races, maybe three, that, like, meant anything. And then after that, it was, like, kind of lackluster drama. The guy who I thought should have been played by the guy who plays Shaggy gets murked. And, like, that's Dom's big emotional, like, vein-popping moment. But I don't know. We had our first Coronas. We're, yes. we're having a corona every time Dom has a corona. So. I, thought, I do think it is absolutely hilarious. Because, like, like I said, I've only seen the Tokyo Drift and the seventh one. And everything I know about this franchise is just the jokes that I hear and make about it. And the corona thing is so much more overt than I ever thought it was. I think that's just hilarious. We got the heavy hitters in this movie are Corona, Coca-Cola... We got Red Bull in there. There was it was like only Coronas or Red Bulls. No such thing as water. <laughs> um, there was something else. Oh, PS2. Even though we oh, didn't yeah. see the PS2 label, though, I guess so. Yeah, you, yeah, you could tell they were playing some like Fast and the Furious video game, just like some racing game. Super intense close-ups on like a speedometer in the corner of the screen. I thought that was fun. Um, Paul Walker's. Blue eyes are just insane. I, I really did think they were going to do more on the cop thing, but uh, I don't know. It seems like they kind of burned that as soon as they introduced this movie. So They got Ted Levine to be in this, which I'd completely forgotten. Buffalo Bill himself as the sergeant guy for Paul Walker to be with. Um, this movie's just Point Break, and I know you've not yeah. seen Point Break, but... I mean, I know enough about Point Break to understand that this is literally the same thing. It's just with cars instead of surfboards and airplanes. Uh, I Like, for the small beginnings, like, the big set piece was the hangar race, like, the uh, airstrip hangar race. And I we're going to get to the most astronomical, like, nuclear submarine attack force scenes in these later movies and i'm just so excited to see how they ramp it up like per movie is it going to be maybe the second one a you know little racing again is it going to be them really doubling down on everything to finally get some like racing legitimacy i I don't know i hope the way the action sequences are shot improves i doubt that 
will be the case. <laughs> yeah, I I hope so though. Those those shots of them racing, like speeding in the cars, are disorienting. Like they are truly disorienting. And which is a shame because there is some actually pretty impressive stunt work in this, and some pretty impressive filmmaking. Sometimes it's like they had three different directors. Yeah, truly. Like there's great great car flip right at the end on that like sweet muscle car. There's the we both kind of winced at the uh, the dude hanging off the side of the semi with his arm wrapped up in the wire. That was pretty gnarly. Uh, I don't know. I think like, the the seeds of a pretty successful action movie are in there, and hopefully we see him in the next few. But I I don't know that that first one. It's it's not gonna be on my rewatch list. I'll tell you that. So you really don't see Letty after she gets hurt at the... Oh, uh, no, four minutes. Done. All right. All right. All right. We just wrapped Too Fast, Too Furious. What a weird movie. Garrett, what are you thinking? We got, we got 30 minutes, 50 seconds left. Well, I'd seen this one before and remembered it being abysmal. And I actually really had fun with it. I honestly, I had probably more fun with it than the first one, just because the third act explodes with that shell game car chase with all of the decoys. I think that was really fun. Uh, I was straight up waiting the entire film for for Dom to just be at like the last moment, like you want to come back with me this time, buddies, and then go do another job or whatever. But nowhere to be seen. Tyrese is. In this movie, me and you have been disagreeing for an hour and forty minutes whether or not Tyrese is doing a good job or not. But he's got some pretty choice funny moments. He he's like halfway between the comic relief and the the sidekick who's calling out Paul Walker for the weird like tactics that he's doing. But yeah, he's he's got some moments of just like, what are you? Why are you even here right now? Like, just be a, be a real person. It feels like they're trying to do Sam Jackson from Die Hard 3, but they just can't hit it right. I I can understand where you're coming from on that, for sure. It's just, like, maybe someone who thinks they know better, but, you know, he, he's really just along for the ride in this. Uh, I know he comes back later in the franchise as, like, one of the main crew members. I don't know when that actually happens or not, but... uh. Ludacris is here too, man. Don't don't snooze on Ludacris. He's he's introduced. He'll come back later too. Um, I enjoyed Suki, and I hope she comes back. I think she does. I I really base that on nothing except for that she got the most amount of screen time out of the three other racers in that super long race intro that oh, we so I almost bad. forgot about. Um, but the action and editing and everything is better in this. The CG is better in this. So yeah, I actually really, really enjoyed the, the, the script's bad. The script is just oh, straight yeah. up it's abysmal. It's poor. I think that there are a lot of, like, really fun golden moments here and there, but it, it felt like we were going, like, no car pun intended, it felt like they were spinning their wheels for, like, an hour straight of just, like, I should care about this mafioso gangster guy but like i was barely aware of what the plan was going into the like final mission there i still thought dom was gonna show up and went through to like be the surprise plan for paul walker all along uh 
it's 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 okay i don't think i'm gonna like i would never pick this one to watch again it was such a side story spinoff feeling movie and we're about to watch the side story spinoff movie coming up next so it feels weird tokyo drift and this is about halfway through this movie is when i realized that they should totally cross over bad boys with fast and the furious yeah and I, like that never made enough sense until you said that out loud and i was like that is perfect because they're both like there's no reason they really couldn't it's just like miami crime stuff happening there's money and drugs involved it's it's i don't know it very much felt like i think you said this before like they found some dusty unshot lethal weapon spec and they just like turned it into a fast and the furious sequel yeah this one feels really 80s like just like the other one felt real like like 90s late 90s point break situation this was like the millionaire with the yacht and the goons and the the beautiful lady who's there to get rescued yeah it, it that's uh, that's four minutes. We're out of here. 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 Yeah, we're all. Yeah, we're all. Yeah, we're all right. That's uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Three down, six to go. What are your thoughts, Garrett? This was the best of the three we've watched so far, like by a lot. I 100% agree, man. I think that we were t- we were saying this while we were watching. It's actually about driving and racing, and it's not like two acts of bs before there's like anything cool that happens there's some like character development i don't want to like blow anybody's mind here but (laughs) it's uh it's pretty solid work i mean there's definitely problems especially the fact that all of the characters in tokyo that are the main characters are all western (laughs) yeah very true very true uh, also, in my head, I was basically mocking the main character's Texas accent the entire movie, just because it sounds so strange. Um, before I forget yet again, because we only have like two minutes left here, I've been keeping a family moment, uh, <clears throat> a family moment count in the in the series, because there's there's so much memeage about like the family <laughs> that they're building together. As of this third one, we're up to six, and I'm keeping track of the whole thing and. Probably don't have enough time to explain that, but six family moments so far that are all been gold. Including the great Dom shows up at the end of this one talking about Han and his family. This is, he made it to two full Fast and the Furious movies before he showed his face again, but it was actually kind of a sick reveal in the end. Like, it, I hate to say that Dom Toretto got me excited (laughs) at the end of this movie, but it... (laughs) Maybe it means we'll get some, I don't know, some more action stuff, some more tank tops. Especially because Han is by far the most engaging character in this series so far, for me personally. He, yeah, he's funny, he's fun, he he seems like he has a little bit more, I don't know, we were talking about screen presence and just like his attitude and everything that he was doing was fantastic, and he died in a fiery explosion so that's cool they killed this one awesome dude i know the next one i think you said is the prequel to i don't know if it's a prequel directly but it's han's Han's, story yeah well it's i wouldn't say it's han's story but han is in this i this is the last one i've seen oh so this after this you're you're blind after this i'm completely blind okay i'm not convinced han's not coming back how does, not, how does that even make sense, though? How does anything make sense <laughs> in this universe? Well, I mean, honestly, by the time we get to the end of these, 
cloning maybe time travel who knows they could they could go off the rails it's it's already weird as hell anyway but yeah this one feels way more modern and sleek and like it's trying stuff far more than the first two did and i hope there's some of that left in the franchise after this but i think it's gonna be mostly dom Tredo driving cars off of cliffs and stuff I mean, there wasn't a complete lack of cars going off cliffs in this third one, but I, I know what you mean. There is a... We'll really see, because they were barely about racing to begin with. This one is finally kind of hitting that a little bit. But then we know it's going to go to, like, international super spy territory any movie now. So, it's... I also feel like this is going to be where we hit... Like, Tokyo Drift is going to be peak practical car effects and then we're gonna dip back down into cgi car yeah. effects again i mean hopefully you know because this next one is 2009 hopefully the cgi cars when they have to use them will start looking a little better because so far they look like they look like mid-2000s computer game graphics so it's this is really kind of taking me out when it's supposed to be kind of a cool action sequence have they ever done a uh, you know like big next-gen Fast and the Furious game. Like, next-gen, I just mean in terms of, like, uh, new cutting-edge. I really don't. Oh, nope. Shut, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. They're all. They're all. They're all. All right. This is the beginning of the four minutes for Fast and Furious. Uh, maybe a little bit of a downturn, in my opinion. Uh, not quite sure. I guess I was still pretty compelled. What do you think, Garrett? I think that this movie is objectively better than the first movie and probably the second movie sure but in that it is way too (laughs) self-serious it is way too long and i just i'm not i'm not having very much fun i was not having very much fun in this movie Uh, honestly it it definitely does feel like they were trying to take more of a, a drama angle which i can understand they seemingly killed off Letty. I, the entire movie, I was like, oh, she's going to show up in the third act. She's just going to be like, oh, I faked my death to bring you home, Dom. But it, they have not done that yet. And honestly, if they don't bring it through in this next one, I fear I may have been a fool in my prediction. <laughs> I, I, I think it's... I think no one's ever really gone, Seamus. Oh, yeah, honestly, that's probably true. I, I know... Like, we, we were talking about it in this intro scene for... Uh, Fast and Furious. I keep wanting to call it Fast 4, which, I mean, could have also worked. Fast forward through this movie because it's so Family. long. Exactly. Oh, oh <laughs> that's getting bleeped. We can't, we can't, we can't uh, shave the four minutes. Um, I was going to say, we, we agreed that this was, like, officially kind of them jumping the shark of this franchise. Like, gas tank explosion, car jumps. Like, it's, it, it, it's, it's already going pretty crazy. This movie goes pretty pretty good like i think the opening with like han backing up and attaching to the truck and all that stuff and then letty with the with the like the uh, nitro spray or whatever that's cool and then they just are like what if there's a jumping spinning fireball coming at dom and he has to drive under it well the thing is they have to they have to be upping upping the ante every movie or four movies in they just gotta be like do more 180s do more backflips he does that thing where he does the wheelie on his car like four times (laughs) even though it was like an accent cool move in the in the was it the first one that he does that lots of callbacks to the first one in this one with the 
you know the the family grace scene and and the race and all that stuff. Oh yeah, we we only got one family moment in this uh, installment, which you know that's okay. I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna. <laughs> we got two Coronas though. <laughs> oh yeah, Dom has been slurping those Coronas back. That's for sure. God, how we've been debating how does he stay so like fit? He drinks beer constantly. I don't I don't get it. Ugh. And he's driving fast all the time. He's doing death defying stunts with with. Quick lightning reflex precision. It's I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think that um, this next one is actually the only one so far that's gonna have like a good rating going in. Like yeah. so far, they've all been like generally poorly received. So I, I don't know. This one I probably won't revisit anytime soon. Out of any of them so far, I feel like Tokyo Drift has been definitely the standout. That's the dark horse, man. I was really, really impressed with Tokyo Drift compared yeah. to the other films, especially. Uh, I yeah, I think coming up, we're just we're getting spy stuff. We're getting we're getting the big guns finally. I still think Letty is alive at this point. I think that there's going to be some reveal. Um. I feel like I had something else to say about this one. I know I'm not looking at the clock right now, but I know we're running short on time. Um, I don't know. Shout out again to Han. I thought he was really going to be an actual character in this one. <laughs> they, they they send him off so fast in the beginning. So fast and so furious. So fast, so furious. Oh, oh no, that's four minutes. Out of here. It's out of here. It's out of here. You're all you reaching it. And here we are. Who would have ever thought Fast Five was actually going to knock our damn socks off? Not me, Garrett. Let me tell you. I had a great time, Seamus. Like yeah. this, I am jazzed. I am ready to go. Honestly, it was, it was so much better than anything we've seen so far. Just, is it The Rock? Maybe. Is it the fact that I was so correct about <laughs> Letty being alive at the end? That post credit scene just vindicates my absolute genius. Like Dom rubbing the ground at a crash site, figuring out what happened. It's not just The Rock, though. I think you're right. I think it's got a lot of the spectacle that I think most people have come to expect from this franchise. But this is the first one that neither of us had seen. So that's an interesting yeah. thing for us. We experienced this wow. for the first time together just now. Honestly, I like even if the the safe chase at the end was absolutely insane and the most improbable thing I've seen in any one of these movies in a, in a minute, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, the bad guy was a little boring, but I think legitimately The Rock kind of acts as more of an interesting bad guy, considering he's like the adversary and he straight yeah. up shoots that dude in the chest twice at the end there. Yeah, he's not necessarily the bad guy, but he's the antagonist, I'd say. And, I mean, from what we've seen in this last bit here at the end, I think he's coming back for the next one as another kind of catch-me-if-you-can style, like... I respect you, but I need to put you away for my own good, and maybe the good of the country or the world, who knows. But the action is good now, the punching is good now, Dom just straight up shooting people now. We had, I think we're up to, uh, I think 10 family moments, there was like, like we're up to 13 up to family 13, moments. There was like 5 family moments <laughs> alone in this film it was it, it was great or three three there, family mo there, moments there were three in a row oh yeah three in a row oh god though a uh, criminal lack of corona product placement i will say the product placement dropped off on this one but i don't know is that that's probably a good thing i mean i i think it's 
probably not a good thing to have commercials in your movies like that, but... Oh, yeah, in your Fast and the Furious movies that are you know, high I, I like to keep my Kino pure, Garrett. I think it's <laughs> it's important that these one day get a Criterion release. I... I, uh, I don't know. I, our boy um, Han, actually, it's kind of his whole thing here. He's with Gal Gadot in this one. I think he's still totally likable on screen. There's, like, weird, very genuine chemistry. There's a motorcycle... Out the window here that That's you might Han be coming to get us. Oh yeah, definitely. God, they keep alluding to Han's death in this one too, which makes me sad. Every time they're like, "Thought you were going to Tokyo," and he was like, "I'll get there one day." It's like oh, I still don't buy it. Just like you didn't buy Letty's dead, I don't buy Han's dead. <laughs> they, they mean they watch him explode in fire. I don't know. Well, then again, they the kind of show a sewer grate. It's yeah, fun. there it is, uh, Nick Fury style. I can see that. Oh, man. Um, this scene, for all intents and purposes, they could have ended it here. I mean, they all got $11 million, and it's like seems like a happy ending until they throw that little after-credits stinger on there. But The guy know. from the first one, Mitch, he's back, and his yeah. arm's all messed up, and then he's yeah. gone. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, there's not much to say on that guy, but I, there, there was that... Um, we need to put a team together moment that we like, we giggled like giddily. We were just like, of course, of course we need to put a team together. It's, uh, it's something I'm, I, I hope it doesn't start dipping from here, but I know that this is probably peak. This is probably the peak. Oh no, d- d- hold your opinion. You're done. Dun- you're done. Dun- you're done. Dun- you're done. What is this? Six. Okay. This is fast and furious six, or as it's called, at the top of the film, Furious 6. Wait, was it Fast 6? No, it was Fast 5, Furious 6. I think oh, it's that that's idea. so... I hate it so much. Why are they... They're all over the place. Granted, I didn't hate this movie. I thought it was... I thought it was pretty decent. I don't know if it was better than uh, 5. But no. it was definitely kind of of the same fabric. Feeling more like they're... I don't know. They're hitting a stride of just, like... Like you were just saying before, like, we're accidentally just into this now. We're getting, like, big moments of, like, oh, no way! That after credit scene with Statham is pretty good. They double-killed our boy Han, which is very sad. He's coming back. You I still don't think buy he, it. I mean... I'm you and Letty right now. <laughs> it could, it, anything could happen. It could be a clone. Time travel might happen later. That could be pretty fun. Gina oh. Carano is in this movie. Yeah, she really is, isn't she? Both her and Gal Gadot get completely iced in this. Yep. Uh, like we were saying, problematic queens, of course. Um, I'm struggling to remember what happened in this movie versus the <laughs> last one and the ones before, if I'm being honest. Um, I... I th- so, Letty came back. That was the whole thing. Right, she has amnesia? That's the that's so dumb, but, I mean, sure. Luke Evans was in this movie, and he did a pretty good job, despite the fact that his character was nothing. Yeah, man, for the fact that they, like, set up all this Shaw stuff with Statham. You'd think that they'd make his brother a little more anything, right? I mean, we were talking about his soul patch. He's got a pretty decent soul patch. Yeah, that's just Luke Evans, though. That's not that's even true. the character. Oh, man. We got 
so many more less than funny moments <laughs> from so many characters, if I'm being honest. Oh, Tyrese is just not getting better. He's just not getting they, better. They keep going like, well, we got him. He's in this movie. That's what we've been doing this whole time. Let's just give him the goofy lines. But even the characters don't seem to think he's very funny around him. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Um... But the big reveal moments, they're they're suckering us in, you know, they, you've got the thousand foot, no, longer than that, ten mile runway, whatever you want that, to call it. That made me laugh really hard by the end, where it's just like, they have like ten feet of runway left, thank god they <laughs> used all of it right up until the end. Oh man, I can't believe, because you were, they keep teasing the Tokyo stuff with Han too, and they let us go there. And they completely recreate the scene from Tokyo Drift, thinking that... I really did think that you called it, that he was just going to crawl out into the sewer or something and start his own spinoff, but... Good God, it's... I, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think Gal is coming back. No, I don't, I, think... don't, I don't think she's coming back for sure. Gina's not coming back. A lot of this... A lot of this movie was kind of globetrotting, but at the same time, so much of it was in London. <laughs> yeah, it was like London and Spain and... I L.A. Mean, oh, yeah, they go back to L.A. Oh, we get a couple more Coronas in this one. Well, we're up to 17 family moments out of all these movies so far. We're really, we're really ramping it up. We'll probably... When we put this out, we'll probably like, explain what constitutes a family moment, but you... You listeners, you probably get it if you've seen these movies. They're just like really, they're really out there. Well, I expect with uh, next movie being the farewell to Paul Walker, we're gonna get just. just... Oh no! Well, shush it about Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Oh, 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 okay, I think I think I cut you off during a heartfelt Paul Walker send off during the last movie, uh, just like this movie ended with. Well, I mean. I'd kind of, you know, I'd seen some of the screenshots or whatever, and I knew obviously this was Paul Walker's last film for for the franchise, and it was genuinely very touching. Yeah, that ending is a little more heartfelt than you'd think you have coming. I mean, with all, you know, this movie is pretty over the top and goofy. I mean, The Rock literally flexes and busts out of a full, like, shoulder-to-wrist cast in the hospital, but... Then it really hits you with that montage of like, you know, you got young in sync hair, uh, Fast and the Furious one Paul Walker all the way through the family montage with the the Coronas and the prayer, the, all the grace at dinner. It's it's very nice. It really took me on a journey over the last twenty hours for us, Shane. Good God, yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be feeling different going forward. Uh, Tyrese this, said it best, man. What did Ty, how did Tyrese say it? Uh, it's, things are gonna be a lot different now. Oh yeah, that was like the one heartfelt line he could muster up in that in this entire franchise. Um, I mean, it's it, they're gonna feel different because he's gone, even though he felt like he was kind of rotating out of the main character position in the last couple movies, but definitely also feeling very different because we are broaching 2am and we've got two movies to go. Very... <laughs> Isn't that, that last one, It, looking back on it, having seen it like as the first Fast and the Furious I ever saw, 
really didn't do much for me at the time, considering that it was all, like, about how it was the one last ride was the whole thing, but, you know, I I think watching it now in absolute full franchise context, it, it definitely was something. Well, James Wan came in to do this one, taking over for Justin Lin, who's done the last, like, four or five, and I'll say... While I really liked James Wan putting his own spin on the franchise and trying to do like his own thing and doing some pretty cool wonders and, and inventive action sequences, this movie is so long. It's insanely long, dude. I I'm they they could have cut so much out of this. I mean I, I genuinely I like Statham as a bad guy. They expand on the whole Han death scene from the, the ending credits of, of the last film. It's it's I don't know, they do they do fun and interesting stuff just like the last few we've been watching, but it could have been an hour shorter and I would have probably been okay with it. Yeah, it was really it was some rough stuff. And I it has three endings and I kind of have to excuse that because of the whole Paul Walker thing because one of the three endings is the Paul Walker ending. Honestly, they could have done that Paul Walker tribute as like the after credits like final period on the sentence ended it with the whatever and then started the very last thing with like them on the the family on the beach the family. the family oh by the way we're up to 22 family moments as of this last film and we're officially out of coronas too well that's a whole different problem that we <laughs> we didn't anticipate but now i think it's just it's we're in the stratosphere they've jumped the shark with a shark over and over again there's just I'm staring at the thumbnail for the next one. There's a nuclear submarine coming up. It's, it's, there's nowhere else to go but down, Garrett. I truly <laughs> think so. <laughs> um, oh, oh, no, save that thought, that thought, that thought. Give, us, give, us, give the fate of the furious. What a weird movie. I didn't realize we were going to get the first act of Hobbs and Shaw in this, which was very strange, but... You know, I thought it was it was decent. It wasn't better than the last two. I'll say that. Yeah, it it was pretty rough. I thought it was Charlie Theron had those awful like dreads going on and Charlize, what are you doing? What the hell? I didn't realize she was going to also be like the new standing villain for this franchise now. I assume she's not going to get got in Hobbs and Shaw, which is what we're watching next, but I mean like what if she teams up with the Cuban millionaire guy from Too Fast, Too Furious? He's back, baby. He's Don't back. ever worry about it. She's got the evil ideas. He's got the bankroll. And they just like go on a revenge quest. It could be fun. I want an entire movie of Jason Statham being nice to a baby and then murdering people. It could that it's a little stressful to watch him like do the one-handed one arm has a baby, the other arm is killing people with a gun, but it was very fun. He did that like power slide where he like <laughs> bowls the baby carrier. I think that was fun. Um you were you were just saying before it is the most family heavy episode cuz you know, we get the big Dom has a secret illegitimate son with with the Brazilian cop, yeah, the lady. Brazilian cop who is it's insane that she's such a big part of this. But you know, God bless her. Well, not anymore. She got murked by Game of Thrones guy. Um, 
by by uh Tormen Giants Bane, baby. Oh man, I can literally hear the birds starting to chirp outside as we are recording. It is right four AM. Oh, we a have been gun. at it for almost a full twenty four hours. Full twenty four hours. This shouldn't have taken this long, but we we've just managed to make it just so. We ran into hiccups, we we were morons and we chose to eat eat food. What fools we were, Gary. We could have just we could have just survived on popcorn and cola, but you know, I I don't think this the Hobbs and Shaw finale would have been the same if not for delirium and just absolute being so done with these movies. So I mean, this movie was really rough to get through and there was a point in the climax where I was just like so tired and I was just like Oh, yep, there are the explosions. They're coming. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like the nuclear submarine was fun, but everything was just CGI-ish enough for me to be like, well, I know this stuff doesn't matter. And then it was just like the entire climax was that. I feel like this is the movie where the cars mattered the least. Yeah, probably. I think so. I think there was one race at the beginning. Was this the one where it starts in Cuba? Yeah. Oh my god, that was so long ago. <laughs> when hit the front of his car is on fire and I think there was like a reveal at the end of or towards the end of this movie that was like it flashed back to that scene and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember 3 movies ago when that <laughs> happened. That's awesome that they brought that back." It's crazy that we watched 36 Fast and the Furious movies today. Exactly like exactly my thoughts. It's just more than anyone ever should more than i thought i we could truly like I, i'm nodding off a little bit just like you so god knows if we'll just sleep through Hobbs and shaw but there's gonna be no cars in Hobbs and shaw nobody's gonna even get a look at a steering wheel <laughs> fast and the furious but bicycles didn't they make that a joseph gordon levitt movie just Fast and the Furious with bicycles. Oh, uh, Premium Rush. Yeah, no, that's a bad movie. I heard that was a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, enough of that. Enough of that. All right, this is our last four minutes. We just finished up Hobbs and Shaw. It's been over 24 hours straight. Uh, what a mess. What a mess. Just everything together. This last movie, too, in general. I think me me and you, Gary, both were pretty excited about this one for some reason. But it, whether it be the fatigue or just the Kevin Hart shoe, shoehorn, God, God only knows. It just wasn't really hitting the spot. I don't understand. I was expecting some Fast and the Furious cameos, and all we got were Kevin Hart, Rob Delaney, and ryan reynolds for an insufferably long amount of time yeah that's that's pretty much all it was i i was by the by the time they get to samoa which i thought was very shot very beautifully because it's like just a beautiful place and i like the idea of using those like wooden clubs to just bash dudes to death but i was i was ready for that to end they do that like car train helicopter thing for like five minutes longer than they need to they do the fight itself for five, ten minutes longer than they need to. It's it's a long, freaking movie. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's way way longer than it needs to be. And I was saying to you during the movie, while I think they're cute and I like them, you know, in the Fast and the Furious movies, for an entire standalone film, Hobbs and Shaw started to grate on me. And I think Hobbs more than Shaw especially considering it felt like that they changed his personality specifically to fit the movie. Yeah, it definitely... It's just... It 
it should have just been an action movie with Dwayne Johnson and uh, Jason Statham. It's it has really no place at all in the Fast and the Furious franchise. There's like some car stuff. They get, this is get the, the uh, smallest amount of car stuff. Definitely the smallest amount. We we do get that like internal shot of like the nitrous firing at the climax and like a couple car flips, I think. But it's it feels so removed it, it really doesn't matter i mean even if they gave us like a dom cameo right at the end that would have made it a little more like tokyo something. drift style yeah tokyo drift style i don't know i don't know i'm i'm they set up for a lot more that's for sure at least Ryan reynolds more. he's coming back and it's all gonna be about family because this one was about family this one was weirdly about family oh yeah final family count uh final family count we got 29 moments of family togetherness in this franchise of nine movies so far and honestly i can, I, I feel the love especially in this one there's a lot of family stuff mm-hmm. there's the rock and his daughter and the the brother sister stuff with Charlize Theron. And... no that's not Charlize. Charlize, she was in the last one this is vanessa kirby don't lie to me garrett <laughs> <laughs> I'm too tired to be lied to. Good God, my brain is scrambled. We can hear engines outside because we forgot to close the windows before we jumped into this last segment. But How's I, the shower coming to get us, dude? I, I, they heard us really... talking crap about their movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's uh. Seamus, if if you and I were were to go up against Hobbs and or Shaw, which one would you rather? Who, who do you think we could take? Oh my god, we'd get our neck snapped immediately, just flexed between Rock's bicep, and we'd both die. <laughs> that being said, I've been struggling this whole time to remember who is Hobbs and who is Shaw. <laughs> I just I look at them on screen together, and it's like, oh yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, they're, they're, they're doing stuff together. I think it's, Hobbs is, is uh, The Rock. Correct. Okay. Oh, shoot. I'm so sorry. I bumped my mic. Oh, it doesn't matter because time's up. Okay, well, we we did it. We went through the whole first nine movies of the Fast and the Furious saga with F9, the tenth movie, <laughs> coming out soon. Um, it'll probably be out by the time this episode is posted. We're recording a couple weeks early, which is why, you know, we don't have any news at the top and everything, but Seamus... This has been a pleasure that we've been planning for a long time, and I'm so glad that we trudged through this, like, you know, like any good podcast should, as a family. A family. Truly family. We've been saying family like that for 24 hours on my on my couch. It is it is stuck in our heads. Jesus. I'm, gonna be ta- I'm just going to be talking during nor- doing normal stuff later today, and I'll be like, hey, I'm going <laughs> to... Guy giving me my pizza. Thank you. I'm gonna give you this tip because we're family. God, that that is truly gonna be in my head anytime any kind of family thing happens in anything. Probably is just like quick family, just a quick one, just in my head. Just like oh no, Vin Diesel just is in there. He's he's gonna be stuck. I know. I know. We did our four minutes on Hobson Shaw, but we reached the point of delirium where both of us <laughs> kept thinking that Hobbs and Shaw were Dominic Toretto. Were Vin Diesel they during just, the movie. They kept putting on white t-shirts and they're bald and they would just walk in from behind and we'd just be like, oh my god, oh, okay, it's still the, oh, 
Jesus Christ. Uh, well, go check out our Twitter thread and uh, my letterbox reviews if you want to get a more in-depth look at how um, how this all went down. I think Seamus' beard has gotten progressively scragglier and scruffier as oh, God, the yeah. evenings progress. My hair is just standing on end. <laughs> we both need showers. We both need sleep. We both need food that isn't greasy or popcorn or soda or Corona-based. <laughs> <laughs> My Every God. time I see somebody drink a Corona on screen now, I'm going to feel like, James, get the Coronas. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, jeez. What a... I, I, guess, I guess we're fans now, Garrett. <laughs> I think we... We're think... fans of the Furious. Oh. That's the new God. segment name, weekly segment. We watch <laughs> New Fast and the Furious every week. We come back and we talk about it. Christ, that sounds like a nightmare after what we've just been through. I'm, I'm telling you. So let's go ahead and move on to our pop culture references of the episode, which will be recorded at a later date, so we will sound, you know, refreshed and and so happy to be on air and alive and awake and not be thinking about family. Hello again, everybody. We probably sound a little different here. Um, not as dead to the to the mic here, but we're we're coming back a little later with our pop culture reference this week with a little more a little more energy, I would imagine. Um, Garrett, looking back, what do you, what are you thinking, buddy? How you feeling now? I'm feeling a lot better. There's quite a bit of time between our Fast and Furious record and this record, so I've got a lot more energy, but. My brain is still just deep fried in Corona. So. <laughs> yeah, truly, I feel the exact same way. My sleep has not been the same since. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it so far. I can't get Dominic Toretto's voice out of my head. Seamus, are we gonna be like this forever? Are we? Are we rewired? No, no joke. I genuinely think I'm permanently changed. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I can't stop seeing it in other stuff all the time, but. But you know that's for that's for when we go do fast nine maybe we'll we'll come back to this but but for Absolutely. right for right now uh, we got our pop culture reference jumping the shark this week uh, honestly probably very appropriate for the fast saga uh, jumping the shark is when something past its prime attempts to generate renewed interest by creating publicity around a gimmick or event. It's used pejoratively as a more general term for when something good or popular, usually a piece of media, exhibits a significant drop in quality from which it really doesn't ever return. Now, the phrase itself is a reference to a 1977 Season 5 episode of the sitcom Happy Days, titled Hollywood Part 3. In the episode, Fonzie, a daredevil character played by Henry Winkler, water skis off a ramp over a shark in a tank. This episode was seen as a shifting point for the series, not only because the once side character Fonzie had ballooned into its primary star, but also that a once relatively grounded sitcom about 1950s teenage drama and family values shifted into something much larger and campier in scale and tone. The alleged coining of the phrase as it's used today was in 1985 by college roommates John Hine and Sean Connolly, the former of which went on to popularize the term with his website and multiple published books about pinpointing when TV series and other pieces of media jumped the shark. 
While the phrase has grown far beyond its Happy Days roots, some critics, including Fred Fox Jr., who wrote the episode in question, argue that the cultural moment didn't spell doom for the series that the legacy might have you believe. Hollywood Part 3 received over 30 million viewers when it premiered, and Happy Days went on in popularity for seven more seasons. However, neither of these statistics necessarily denote the show's continuing quality. The term is still widely used in reference today about a wide variety of topics, but mostly media. And there's often fun little references, like I think all the time about Henry Winkler on Arrested Development playing Barry Zuckercorn. There's so many good Fonzie jokes in there, but when he hops over the shark laying on the dock in that one episode, <laughs> yes, absolutely incredible. Hilarious. He does such a jaunty little hop, too. But Seamus, you brought up at the top of the reference the idea that, like, this is fitting and this is why we picked Jumping the Shark for the Fast Saga. But I think the Fast Saga is in a really weird place where I would agree that definitely in quality, it's probably been going downhill for a while. But also, these movies are continuing to make boatloads of money. And I personally have a really hard time pinpointing when exactly the jump the shark moment would be and I'll, I'll elaborate on that but first but i want to get your untainted thoughts about do you think it's jump the shark or can you pinpoint where you think it jumped the shark honestly to me it could very easily be when like the rock is introduced i feel like but i think it was the i think it was the one before the rock is introduced when amnesia is brought into play and uh kind of bringing back characters that may or may not have been dead for a reason it's that's furious six the one after the rock is introduced oh, honestly that that's also on par for us just like melding all of these movies together but i think uh yeah i guess to me it's got to be whenever and because i loved fast five you know that 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 one was like a a jolt of energy in the series but i guess maybe fast six then because that made me roll my eyes super, super hard when they were just like, of course you don't remember anything. See, I have a really hard time with this question because at first my default answer was, oh, the moment that this series goes absolutely balls to the wall, insane, like nothing matters anymore, no logic matters anymore, is in Fast and Furious number four, where in the opening sequence, Dom skids under a leapfrogging uh oil tanker that's oh, yeah. spinning towards him <laughs> yeah oh and, god but that's also technically before the series i think hits its quality apex but so it's like it's it's a weird two-part question where it's like that is the moment i think where the series starts to completely go insane silly but I also don't think it's the moment where the decline in quality starts. So those are kind of two different things. I mean, kind of like the actual episode where the Fonzie jumps the shark. Like, kind of like we said, definitely when it gets way crazier, definitely less grounded in every single way, but not necessarily a death sentence for the series. And I think I, think I agree with you that Fast and Furious 6, with the amnesia and the bringing back dead characters... And the runway that never ends. Oh, um, God. How could you forget? I think that is probably where it jumps the shark, like, more solidly for me. Because I think 6, 7, and 8 
are all in my brain as one not hmm. very good Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> yeah, for Hobbs sure. Hobbs and Shaw isn't super good. The the one like redeeming moment I feel like in all of those really is the Paul Walker stuff in Seven at the end. Yeah, I feel that. So I, I that's where I probably stick my pin for now. But who knows? Maybe Fast Nine's gonna come in and prove us completely wrong, Seamus. God, I I can only hope so, Garrett. Yeah, there's there's been you know flying cars and nuclear submarines and Idris Elba is a superhero and I think they're going to space in the next one so like any moment in this saga could be a jump the shark moment it's like a series entirely comprised of them I think that's what almost makes it bulletproof but then again it still has (laughs) a ton of movies that aren't very good so it's it's really like you said hard to say this really like there are parts of all of them I enjoy, but this really is a series that I would argue probably only has two good movies. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. I I, I think we're actually queuing ourselves up from the past perfectly right now to go right into our Save the Rec Center. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about this very thing mere seconds from now to you lucky viewers, but weeks ago to us. I truly can't remember what we said, Garrett. Alright, now it is time to wrap up the show by plugging our Save the Rec Centers this week. And for our Fast and the Furious special, we thought it would just be appropriate to lock down our favorite film that we have just gone through the entire franchise of. So, Garrett, I feel like there's an obvious answer. Maybe we maybe we agree on the obvious answer that we both we kind of diverge with. Fast seven. Five. Oh, seven. Oh, wait a minute. I, I, I think thinking, Fast Five. Am I thinking the of the one where the rock one? is introduced? That's the one I'm thinking yeah. of for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in our sleepy delirium time, and so also th- it's just generally hard to tell these movies apart a lot of times. <laughs> five, six, and seven, and eight are all pretty much one long movie that doesn't make sense. Yeah, truly, but. It starts with five, and five is actually a good-ass movie, for sure. I think it's definitely definitely the best of the Fast and the Furious franchise by quite a lot. Oh, yeah. I was shocked at how much I enjoyed Tokyo Drift. Maybe that's just because it was such a refreshing change of pace only, two, only after two movies into our big extravaganza. Honestly, I was going to say Tokyo Drift might be up there. For me as well, it's just... A lot of the, I feel like the drifting stunts were, you know, done with actual cars. I felt like I saw less CG than I would have maybe noticed in the other ones. And if you're interested in a driving movie, Tokyo Drift is your movie. If you're yes. interested in a stupid action movie, Fast Five is your movie. I think that is, I think that's a great way to to wrap that. Truly. Well, if you want to reach the show, you can tweet us at PCR underscore podcast. Find us on Instagram at that same handle. Email us at popculturereferencepod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, You can find my official Twitter thread of our descent into insanity at Strother Garrett on Twitter with their pictures and Coronas and (laughs) family. So much family. (laughs) So uh, please check us out there. I... Next week we're off. Yeah, for the fourth yes. for the fourth of July. 
And the week after that, we'll be coming back with just all the news and all the Loki. So it'll be it'll be a great time, and hopefully, more news about family. Hopefully, God willing. But we should both go to sleep. I should go home. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Smoke them. Smoke them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everybody. Adios, amigos.